Hello, this is your host, Paul Harvey at Life, Passion and Business. I realise I put this at the end of the programme most of the time. And I also realise I don't often listen to the end of podcasts. So I thought about it, i tell you here before we get started. So the first thing is this podcast is not supported in any way. We have no sponsorship. So if you would like to support us, do check out the Buy Me A Coffee link on this podcast app. And you also find it at the website. Now, also, if you are interested in the five questions and would like to answer them yourself, do check out the resources tab at the website because the five questions is available as a workbook and an ebook. And if you want to know why that's important, check out the end of the podcast or go and check out the resources tab at the website. That's enough for me. Let's get on with the program. My name is Paul Harvey, and you are listening to Life, Passion and Business, a podcast born out of my desire to find greater meaning in life at the time when I thought there was none. Since that day, I have spoken to hundreds of people, and what I have discovered is that our story is everything, because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? And that's why when I, I survived that the first time, I always knew that I was special. And I'm not religious in, in any way, but I'm hugely spiritual, hugely spiritual. And I've always felt like, I, you know, I can help people. But because Mr. Bryson Garfield helped me, I've always, I've always helped people. And that's why I'm still, like, nearly 15 years now being a publisher, I'm still super passionate because I'm all about helping people, even paying it forward, as you say. We don't know the impact we have on the people around us with a word or a smile. My guest on the show has worn many hats. There was a time when he was saving lives for real. And today he saves life stories in the books that he gets published. And many of his clients say that writing the book has saved their lives. It's all about changing people's situation or how they see it. Our journey on the show today is with Kevin Long, and he's a coach, book publisher and mentor, and he has been the driving force behind hundreds of Amazon bestsellers. He knows the power of mentorship because he experienced it young. As a child, much of Kevin's upbringing was spent with his grandparents. It was his grandfather who became his first mentor. One of his grandfather's sayings was, who am I going to make smile today? It's a mantra that has stuck with Kevin and he practices it daily. Growing up in the 1970s, it was a time when the phrase personal development had yet to be invented. But this wise grandfather gave Kevin the books Think and Grow Rich and the magic of thinking big, and he did. The entrepreneur was born and Kevin started little micro-businesses. But life dealt a cruel blow and by the age of 11, Kevin developed brain cancer that stopped him from attending school. Now he was lucky he recovered, but unbeknown to his parents, he made the choice never to return to education again and became a farmhand. Grandad said to him he needed to get a trade, so he became a carpenter. And years later he became a fireman, saving life for real. And ultimately he built a property empire. And after a bit of hubris, he lost his all in the financial crash and he went back to carpentry with less than one pound in his bank account. Our conversation is an amazing journey. He's a two times cancer survivor who's been through family breakups, unexpected deaths and accidents. 
But Kevin's faith and confidence in the tools that he learned so young gave him the resilience he needed to carry him through to the next stage of his life. He started that publishing company called Baby Steps in 2013, helping ordinary people publish books on Amazon. Now it's a fact, only 1% of humanity gets to publish a book. And so it's a nice opportunity to leave a legacy and be part of a very exclusive club. Today, Kevin speaks on stages about authority through books and how anyone, everyone has a book inside them. The publishing business has a small team that supports the whole process of book creation, publishing and promotion. Now outside of that, Kevin is a grandfather and building a life he loves, making lots of time to explore his other passion, which is fishing. So let's join the conversation with Kevin Long. This is Life, Passion and Business. We're all about the story and the journey. So Kevin, welcome to the programme. Thank you, Paul. Uh, fantastic. I'm quite excited. Well, I always get excited. Well, I'm absolutely. Yeah, well, it's your time to shine, my friend. You're going to get to tell yeah, us about your life. It. So where did it all yeah. start? Where did it start for you? Where, where was your, what's your history? Where did it begin? Well, well, firstly, thank you for letting me uh, tell my story. Yeah. I've had a very checkered, not in a bad way, but checkered life. Oh, I don't know. We like, we like, we like, we like, the, we like the checkered stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's all good then. It's all good. Um, yeah, 57 years, but it started... Same thing earliest, but um, I've always been into personal development, always. My granddad gave me, a, in fact, see, I always have it here. My granddad gave me Think and Grow Rich. Oh, wow. 1972. He must have been before and his time, but that book was not that popular in those days. No, it wasn't. Yeah, my granddad was a proper forward thinker. Um, uh, yeah, so he gave me that, and straight away, I, I just clicked, because I was... From four or five years old, my granddad, my parents, they weren't great. They're not. Um, but, but so my granddad and granddad sort of brought me up and they always instilled, instilled in me about ethics and everything that's, that's sadly gone in the world now, pretty much. But when I connected with that book, I was like, whoa, this is great. This is amazing. And I studied a few books and another one, you know, in, later on, The Magic of Thinking Big. They were two books that sort of, even though I was a little child, I'd always had little businesses started off, you know, I laugh and people laugh at me now. I'm a big guy, as you know. I knit and I crochet as a hobby. So I started off, you know, doing little things, knitting things and little animals for people and selling them when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. But when I got to first year seniors, as we say in the UK or, or, or high school, I didn't want to go, Paul. I didn't want to go. And obviously I lived with my mum and dad. <clears throat> I didn't go. I stopped going. 11 years old. I could read, I write, and I could count. And that's all I needed to do. So I was working on the farms for four years. And every time we got the letters, it was an envelope, blue blue letter. I used to take it because it was from the school board, as you know, back then. I never got found out. And they weren't bothered anyway. Anyway, when it comes to me leaving school, we obviously needed a leaving report to get our national insurance number. And I'd been working, and my granddad always said to me, There'll become a day when you will have to go. And I say, no, 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 no. And I've been used to earning money. Mm. I'd, you know, I'd be uniform, I'd get dressed and go to school. Mum and dad were at work anyway. That's one good thing about them. And uh, for years and years, but when I did come to leave, I hadn't been to school for years. I had to go back for the last week. And it was awful because I needed that report. So anyway, I remember going back and one of the teachers there couldn't stand him. 
And ironically, years and years later, he was my children's teacher as well. <laughs> so I ended up going, I couldn't even do that. Can't be bothered with this because I was getting like 10, 15 pounds a week for working. That's like good money. Did your parents know you were working, not at school? Did they know you were not? No, they knew I had week. No, no, no. They they didn't have a a clue because I I just kept quiet. The weekends I used to go to work, and that was, I mean, not that they were bothered, they weren't, but they knew where I was and I'd be on Swifty's farm. So you kept the whole thing quiet for how many years? Probably for I'd say a good three and a half wow. or four years. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, and but I don't advocate with with my children. No, of course not. Today's a different world, but in no, those days, you, you could get away with, with it. In those days, there wasn't things like health yeah. and safety and that sort of stuff, was there? Exactly, and like like I say now, it's um, it is different now, and and, and things are different. But I, I knew early on I was an entrepreneur. I knew from that six, seven years old, you know, and I have, I've, I've had lots of things when I, I've had records to buy and sell records. And then I used to knit ties when the mods were in all that lot for me mates at school and just, just all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, so I've always been, and I had to then, I blagged my way onto a training course. You, you remember it in the UK, the Youth Opportunity Programme. Mm-hmm. And I was on £23.50 a week. So even though I'd gone a little bit, but then, being a great mother that I didn't have, she decided to take 20 quid a week off me. So I was like, no way, this is mad. But my granddad always said to me, always get a trade. He said, because there'll be times in your life when you will need it to fall back on. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Anyway, again, I've always been very blessed with my hands, good with my hands. Not so much with my brain, but I'm on it now. So I, I, I talked my way into an apprenticeship. So I become, uh, I become, an, you know, a, a carpenter, and I did that for four to five years. And as soon as I didn't really even leave, I set my own business up, making windows and doors. But I you say that not, you say that not using your brain. I know that carpentry is quite actually a mind job. You've got to know what you're doing it, when you cut a piece yeah, of wood. Yeah, and, and, and again, how you how you do anything. This is what you know. This is what Napoleon Hill says. How you do anything is how you do everything, and I mean everything. And I'd put me to, and I'm, I'm, I still am. I'm still an exceptional joiner, and an exceptional builder. You know, love conversions to putting the putting the plug on. You know, I can do. I've done, I've done it all. But and I'm still quite passionate about it. I still use it for my kids now. I'm <laughs> doing things for them. But that, you know, that's about it. But I would then join the fire service for 10 years. And I was passionate about that. But I still run my business because I used to work two days, two nights, and four off. So, you know, that's how it happened. And then you, hang um, on, this is clear. This is clever. So you ran a business, you were a fireman, you ran a business, you, you were a fireman two days on two days off, and you ran a building business in the background while you did that. Yeah, ninety percent of firemen do because the, the the firemen, most firemen, they do it because they love it. They love the job, and I do, and I miss it. Even now, twenty five years, I had a bad accident, and got pensioned out, but I still miss it very, very much. And most people, there's lots of tradesmen in firefighter firefighters, and their businesses on the days off, they, they are more than a firefighter. Because even today I've got friends, you know, my brother's a fireman, he's about to retire now, it's 20 odd years. Um, and it's not great money for what they do. It's buttons, it really is. But you know, that's, that's the way the world's supposed to I guess the, the, the thing about that industry, the fire brigade, and I guess you've got to be the right sort of person for it. It's very much a camaraderie. It's very much a, it's about yeah. being in uniform without being in the service. It's a service. 
a uniform service without the kind of difficulty of being killing people or something yeah you know yeah. <laughs> it's a service where you're saving <laughs> lives and everyone's happy to see a fireman aren't they yeah, police were not. Oh, police were not so sure, but everyone's pleased. Yeah, no. when fire brigade turns yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got me in, in my younger days, not anymore. But it got me into many nightclubs and showed me warrant cards straight <laughs> to the front. It was great. So yeah, but like I say, in that, and I mean, something I missed out. I always forget this because it's a big part of it, and that's what you say about the story. You know, when I was eleven, I had a, I got brain cancer and I had a tumor. How old were you? And yeah, I was eleven years old. That's why I didn't go to school. Because I was off school for a year, and then I thought, no, I don't want to do this. And oh, but you can't see it. You can see it there on camera. There's a hole there, but and it was it was eleven years old and cancer. That's quite a, that's quite a shock. You yeah, did, you drop you drop that was, bomb a bit late in this conversation. Yeah, I forget because I'm old now. Anyway, but no, I do forget. But it's a big thing because I remember I remember the guys. It was Mr. Bryce and Mr. I've never met them. Mr. Bryce and Mr. Garfield, they were two American surgeons who are now in Southampton. Well, they're not now, they've probably passed away, but um, it was new technology. And this, 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 it's not keyhole as such, but it was back then when they drilled into the skull to remove the tumour. It was brand new. Was it a benign tumour or was it cancerous? It's can it was cancerous, yeah. Oh, okay. so they had to go in, but they, they drilled the sort of hole anyway. They, they got it and it was absolutely fine. It got out, but it was groundbreaking at the time, 19, mm. you know, 1976. I guess being um, so young, they they probably pulled their stops out for you because it's like, yeah, you know, someone young in life, if yeah. there is a chance, if there's a chance for saving you, they'll do what they can. Yeah, no, they do. And, and whether whether it's or not, it, it comes through and I still have vivid memories. And that's why when I, I survived that the first time, I always knew that I was special. And I'm not religious in, in, in any way, but I'm hugely spiritual, hugely spiritual. And I've always felt like, I, you know, I can help people. But because Mr. Bryce and Garfield helped me, I've always I've always helped people. And that's why I'm still like nearly 15 years now being a publisher. I'm still super passionate because I'm all about helping people, even paying it forward, as you say, but paying it forward and helping mm. people. My job, you know, now is still to help people start building so, businesses. You, what was the passion in this? Because obviously you were a firefighter, so you enjoyed that yeah. service. You enjoyed that. Was that the camaraderie, being with the guys or fighting the fires? What was the Yeah, because the I didn't there? really yeah, I didn't really have sort of much of a, a fam, family life. I've got I've got brothers and sisters and but I just no they're totally opposite. So it to provided me. that family you you were, it, you were it, missing. It really did. And I'm a social I'm a sociable guy. I'm I am quite shy. I know I do all over the world speak on stages and people go, you're not shy. And I go, no I am. And I am even now at this age I'm still sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. But we have to be to grow. You know, and, and, it's and that's, what it's about. that's introvertship, and people are. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. And I always say, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't mind the fortune, but I don't want the fame. I put the spotlight on you. I mean that. I mean that. You know, um, but yeah. So that was me, sort of twenties and thirties, and then I was working for myself, obviously as a builder, and I've done all sorts of different things. And then in 1993, another groundbreaking sort of thing in my life. I, I, I was going to Canada as a firefighter. And oh, everything was sorted, the visas and everything else. And when I was out there, um, my daughter passed away. And she was only a baby. And it sort of smashed me. It, wow, it, I'm it, surprised. For 10 whole years, I couldn't even talk about it. Cost me my relationship. Wonderful uh, woman, wife I was with. 
but I, I couldn't deal with it. You know, I just thought, I don't believe this. Anyway, um, this is where the journey started on a spiritual journey, if you like, back then, because I, I've always been an avid reader, but certainly that side of things, I always think, I always want what's more, what's more, what's more, what's more. And that was a good thing, but it was also a bad thing because it held me back. I would never follow through. I, I've had businesses, many failed businesses, and some really successful ones that it's as though, and one of my mentors said to me, it's, you're, Kevin, you're like the tennis player. So if you're a tennis player and you hit a ball, there's always a follow through. He said, by what you said, you never follow through. You follow through until you've sort of hit a level. Then you go, yeah, I'm done now. That's it. And that's exactly what happened. I never followed through. And obviously, since 2008, since I've started Babe Steps, um, I have followed through. But I listen to me when obviously you get older and you get That's a very common trait, you know, that. It's what happened. I'm not sure what it is. It's something about this goal or vision that we do. And it's happened to me. I have, mm. and it happened to a lot of people. You have this goal or vision. You get three quarters of the way there to it or, you know, some ways to do it. And then you go, no, I changed the yeah. plan. And like, so lots of people do this. They they aim for something and then they change plan. So they never get anywhere. They never complete yeah. anything. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And like I say, that, that, that's I've done that pretty much all my life. I've had some really good businesses, but I fell out of love with them. That's what yes. I said. I yes, I know. And that's what happens. People fall out of love with it. I've, I've met yeah. entrepreneurs what... that have had 50 grand businesses, like 50 grand businesses doing 50 grand a month and go, hey, it walked away. Yeah. It's like, why'd you walk away from that? But then if it's not feeding your soul, what's the point of doing it? That, and that's that's the main thing. And, and again, as I keep saying, as we, as we get older, you know, and then obviously in 2000 was a massive, massive change. It was the turning point of my life. Because I always ask, I'm, I'm a big meditator and breathing and all that sort of stuff every day. And I'm asking, what about, what about? And then um, in October of uh, 2000, um, I got testicular cancer and I thought, geez, what, what, now what? I've lived my whole life with integrity and trying to help people. And I've had some really crappy luck, but it's just, it's just how it is. There's another, and I would never let it beat me. And, and I didn't, but like that was in the October on the 27th of January, my son, who was then 15, very talented football player, played for England schoolboys and everything. And he had a motorcycle accident messing around. He never, he, he never messed around. And he, they said he wouldn't survive. And I was just like, no. And at the time, I had a paper shop, and my wife did, which, which I got. And then I found out that she'd actually been carrying on as well while I was, while I was in hospital getting fixed you know, with my chemo and that, and my son and that. And I was like, no, this is bad. And then I got again back to spirituality, back to you know getting on the tools and being a carpenter again, and built up a really good portfolio of properties until two thousand and eight. And then we all know what happened in two thousand eight with the banking crash and the property crash. I lost everything, and I thought I don't believe this. I had sixty four. I've never had credit. So I never had a credit rating, as you know, I have now and stuff like that. Because I, I thought my granddad used to say, if you can't afford it, don't get it on credit. And, I, and that, I've always done that. But obviously now, I don't even now, you, you, have, to have, you have to have a good credit and, and to get credit to live. I don't, but most people do. And it was it was super hard. So 
I come across this business and I had to go back on the tours because I had 64 pence. I'd lost my personal uh, so property. I, I, like, I, mean, the, I mean, the banking crash was pretty pretty hard for everybody. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. But so, but I mean, I mean, when we spoke about this, you told me this story and I think it's worth, worth, worth exploring. Yeah, sure, yeah. You had yeah. all these properties and it was an opportunity that, that, that you wouldn't let yeah. go, isn't it? Yeah, and again, I've got, I've got, still two of the biggest mentors on the planet and i still didn't listen to him because i had ego back then and i bought a property well it's a 70 room hotel in marmaris in turkey called the serenade and it was a, it was a deal of a lifetime as they say and it, and it was you know i bought it for two million euros and it comped out the, the value of it was five million i thought this is great anyway i spoke to my mentors like i did and he's he's very famous and he said to me walk away some I said no 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 it's going to be great it's going to be great anyway I didn't walk away and then about three well it was about it was three days before uh, I was due to you know, exchange contracts the bank contacted me and said we can't lend you the money I had an investor uh, from Canada and one and the bank was the other one I had about 80 grand of my own money in it but that was small for I compared to that anyway I contacted, they called me, I went in, they said, we can't do money. I was like, no. <laughs> and again, spoke to my mentor and he said to me, get rid of it. I spoke to two or three of them and they went, no, walk away. And I thought, no, because Kev knows best. Not that they're worth tens of billions between them, but Kev knows best. He's worth a little few quid. So I didn't. I contacted my accountant and I said, I didn't have, I only had two or three mortgages on all my properties. And I said to him, get me the money and send it over. He was like, oh, walk away, Kev, don't do this. I went, no, it's, it's, it's fail-proof, it's going to work. And it didn't, because he sent them, he, he, he did manage to liquefy all my assets, sent that over, and then it was a part of the Fortis Group, which is a part of Santander. Um, they took the money and went bust, and I lost everything. And that was just devastating. And I'm still not 100% over it now, because I help people buy property now, just as a friend and give them advice. But it, it really crushed me and again i thought to myself what 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 have i done wrong i know it's me now you have to take 100 percent responsibility for everything you do but i didn't that then probably 95 percent. but i didn't but now i know it's, it's my fault but if that hadn't happened paul i wouldn't have baby steps now well that's and, the point uh, isn't it life life sets out these things yeah. for us and these experiences for us and of course as one door closes another one opens so yeah yeah, and it's like as they say, you don't fail till you die or stop. Do you? I mean, it's just it's just part of the journey. No, no, you never. And maybe you need to get. And maybe you needed that slap to get out of property. Maybe that's what you needed. Yeah, it was, and and I told you. I mean, I can share the story of how I come into publishing if you want. Um, no, it's okay. I mean, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's like what I'm getting at is that you went into, um, in the property sector, you weren't you or the why you were doing well. You your your level of contribution was considerably lower. Yeah. The business you're doing now, your level of contribution and your level of enjoyment, I think, out of it is probably much higher than yeah, it ever was. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's the stories. It's like, well, how we were, obviously. But your story, and I just love people's stories because people mm. go, oh, I've not got lots to, to, to put in a book. And I want to just ask them a few questions there. I'm like, Whoa, yeah, I can, I can do this. I can do this. So, like, all right, how thing. did you get into the idea of publishing? What what attracted you to becoming a publisher? Because from my Benjamin, this is what Kevin does. He supports people to create books. Yeah. What's the journey of that? How did you get into that? 
Well, like I said, I told you I lost everything and I got a bit of VAT back, which I've only ever done twice in my life. And I invest because I know it's about investing in a mentor. Super, super important. I got some money back. I give half of it to a business partner because he just got married and I didn't want him to lose everything. And he didn't. He's a great guy. And um, the money I invested in a course and it was how to make money in line. Now, I've been online since like 1997 and I've got some mentors and some mega famous marketing mentors now and, and friends. And um, but it never it didn't resonate with me that. And I just thought, no, because it's like a really sale. I don't do that. I don't do all that. Um so I invested in a course, £5,000, by a big marketer who I did my due diligence with, and it didn't work. So I contacted him. He said, well, if, if you buy me £8,000 course, it'll fill in the dots. So you can imagine what I said, two little words, um, and never bothered. But ironically, about five or six years ago, I was speaking in Dublin on stage, and he was on after me. He doesn't, I was, I mean, he may, he may know, he didn't know it was me speaking. And I I told my story and he was coming on next. <laughs> so it was quite ironic, actually. But yeah, that's how I got, I got into it. So because one of the modules was how to write a book. And I told you, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm super intelligent, really, in lots of ways, but I'm not, just, I'm just not academic. But that's my thinking back then, because I thought, well, I left school, I'm not academic, and I'm not going to call it any qualifications apart from sitting girls. I've not, but it's never held me back, and it never would. But like I say, it was when I wrote that book and followed the system for four and a half months, I sold two copies. And I was like, ah. And now, obviously, all these years later, I know that less than 1% of people who actually write a book ever sell more than a hundred copies of the book because people think it's a bit, I mean, I'm not saying about JK Ron or anyone popular like that, but normal guys like us, business people, it's not to do about book sales at all. It's about using the authority that the book gives you. You then monetize that book to start, build or grow your back-end business. And that's what we're good at. So that's, that, that, that's how I got into that. I was, I say forced, I wasn't, I never get forced in anything, but I took the option. But again, the bad luck, from being ripped off thinking, this is rubbish. I don't know what I've got to do now. To realise and think, well, hang on, there must be something to this book. And it was a, a guy, you know, famous author in America who's a friend, Tom. He contacted me and said, how did, how, you know, how was your book? And I was so embarrassed, Paul. I was thinking, oh, no. Anyway, he he gave me some tips and I started doing it. And then in 2013, I helped a, a, an old guy who took 65 years to write his book. I helped him, and from that minute, which was the 15th of December 2013, is when all, not my prayers, but my the universe answered a prayer in me, and I come into alignment, and this is why I do David Sets Publishing. It's, that is why, from that minute on, and I've told you the story, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's so the point, isn't it? You're, what what you're doing is you're giving people the opportunity to tell their stories, and you're helping them, supporting them to tell yeah. their stories. And and from what I've discovered on this podcast is that everything is about a story. Everything in life is a story. The stories we believe in, the stories Absolutely. we don't believe in, the story. It's just the whole thing is about narrative. Yeah, and, really and when someone and gets an opportunity, yeah, and when someone gets an opportunity to express their narrative and put it down on paper, it is it does literally change lives. It changes their lives on many many levels. 
I love the idea that only 1% of people write a book. And I said, oh, that's a way of being in the 1% club. (laughs) Yeah, the 1% group, like you said about, you know, you're you're running in that. And and it's true, a marathon, you know, a marathon run less than 1%. I've got lots of of friends who do what they call Iron Man, different things. But when you told me that, I was thinking, well, that's... That's amazing. I know. Well, Iron Man's know. even less. I am yeah, half a percent or less Iron Man. Is it really? Yes. It's, it's, it's great. Great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, it is. It's amazing stuff. All this stuff is when, when you can be in that level exclusive club, it does actually feel very different. But it's about what you're prepared to invest, isn't it? For someone to be a, a super wealthy, they have to invest a lot of their energy and time to get there. For someone to be super fit, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, yeah, we are, we, yeah. it's only where we invest something of ourselves that we receive the rewards we're looking for. Yeah. Let's talk about success, because obviously success for you early on in life was, I don't know, what was success? How has the journey changed for you over, over your lifetime about success? Yeah, success is a lot. I used to, and I think you already, when you're younger, it was always about money. I've always had good jobs, made quite well, lots of money sometimes, but good money. And I thought that was the the the, the, the success was like how much money you get, but it's not. It's not. It, and now, obviously, now I'm nearly fifty-seven, I know it's in, it's an internal thing. It's when you when you sort of come into alignment with what you believe and you one hundred percent agree with things. Mine is to help other people, but. Anything now, if it doesn't feel, and we've all got a little voice, we've all got a, a conscience, there's lots of names for it, but most, and I mean most people, you know, they don't listen to it. But if you do, things are right. And I don't have any challenges hardly now in, in my life, in my business or anything, because I work on purpose. That's what I'm doing. So if it's not on purpose, my little voice tells me straight away. And I know I meditate a lot, you know, I'm very spiritual. But apart from that, you have to do it. If you're not in alignment, you will get challenges. And like I say, what you think about, you bring about. And, you know, you do. You do. Your thoughts are everything. Because we're all energy. We just resonate at different levels. So when you, you know, people think, well, well, I'm a mega positive thinker, you know, but I still get stuff from it. I said, no, because even though you think you're a mega positive thinker, you're you're thinking of the things I don't want X to happen, and then it happens. It's, it is difficult and it's hard, but it's simple at the same time, you know. And like I said, I just, I, I work with who I want. I attract people in my life who I want. I've always been a people pleaser. And... I've been kicked in the teeth many, many times, you know. And now I've, I've removed toxic people from my life, especially in the last three years. Um, and life has really has been absolute bliss. I've got a very small group of people that, that are in my circle, if you like. And it's all I need. As long as I keep helping and, you know, that that's me. And that's 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 all I've ever been. But now it's not about the money. I give most of mine away now. But it's more about helping people because I've got all the need within my life now. All of it, our kids, got grandkids and everything like that. Me personally, business wise, absolutely great. What um, you yes, touched on there, I just need to pick up before we change subject. You touched on vision. Yeah. What you touched on, you said about people envisioning what they don't want and it happening to them. Yeah. And, I, and what was a real revelation to me this year was when I started, I was just reading loads of books this year, 
And when you think about, you look at all the, the, the books about manifestation, the tradition, the secret and all those books. But mm-hmm. when you look at any, anything, it always starts, if you look at it through some of the stuff he talked about, he said it was about when you imagine, when you talk about, you know, think and grow rich, he talks about the same thing. It's all about what you create in your mind as in the, yeah. as the pathway you're going to go. And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's a bit woo-woo and airy-fairy. But what's a business plan? exactly that I, mean, I know it's very technical and it might be very very yeah. structured but it's still a vision yeah. for somewhere where the business Absolutely. is going to go and clearly when we can have a clear concise vision for where we want to take ourselves you may not hit the target you expect but you'll certainly hit the target you need uh, oh definitely and, and this is what you say about vision. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I'm an avid reader. I've got thousands and thousands of books. <laughs> the book wrote, I think it was 19, 1908. I think it got published about 1924 by a, a guy called Emil Cui. And <clears throat> you may have heard this. Same. No, never heard the guy's name. So it's a new one for me. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's self-mastery through conscious auto-suggestion. Now, you can imagine, like, 100 years ago, auto-suggestion, people are like, airy-fairy, crackpot. But he has a very famous saying, and I, I teach all my students it, and, and it's it's miraculous because it's about this. And you may have even heard it. He says, day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. I'm yeah. getting stronger and stronger. I'm yeah, yeah. And it's a song. It's a lyric for a song. Yeah, it, it is. And if you if you do this for 20 days... The life that your life changes, and people say to me, "That's a load of old cods, wallop." It's not. It's it's been proven. Give it a try. Tens, tens, <laughs> and tens of thousands of times, you know. And people say to me, "No," and I've got non-believers, as I call them, and I tell them again, "I tried that, you know. I only done it for a couple of days, but this happened." And I go, "I know because we're energy. You're attracting like magnets." Okay, okay. You, so, so right, so, say it again. Say the phrase again, just so we've got it clear. Right. What, what we need to practice here. Day by day, yeah. in every way, yeah. I'm getting better and better. Perfect. Okay. Now, that's quite a generic better and better. But it, you can add it. If you're a sportsman, you know, you can... Fitter and fitter. Fitter and fitter. Thinner and thinner. You can add, yeah. Thinner and thinner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but if you, and then you do that for, for 10 days, and then you drop it, you say it 20 times when you wake up, when you're in the alpha state and 20 times when you before you go to sleep and you do it for 10 days then you drop it from 20 times to 10 times so eventually another 10 days by the end of the month of the 30 days you say it five times and the things that manifest because it is a vision see our subconscious mind is 24 7 3 6 5 recording device it it records and sense smells everything it brings things back. So but it's the energy level that it raises. And when you you I don't know, material things, a car, a house, or a job, a better job, or a you know, a, a promotion, anything like that. I mean, even even thing. even though people may think this is a bit woo-woo, what what it's doing, I think, is it's it's activating <clears throat> your reticular uh, attention system. And it basically means you become more of aware of opportunity around yeah. you because you believe. Because you've kept saying that thing, you believe it. When you repeat something, it, it forms into a belief, and then you start noticing things. Yeah, 
No, you're right, because all of us, and certainly our age, Paul, people used to say, you know, go to school, get good grades, yeah. get a good job, and yeah. go to work for 40, 50 years, and yeah. then die. When you much. tell someone they're crap and they're shit, and you tell them that every single day, they start to believe it and they behave like it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens yeah, exactly. to, 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 you know, to bad behaved children. You tell them they're badly behaved, you create a badly behaved child. Correct. Yeah. You know, you, if, if you hang around with five alcoholics, you're going to be the six. Probably. You know, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Pretty most definitely. You know, Pareto's law, 80%, 20%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, we're getting into, we're, we're going into all sorts of territories now. We're going to have to bring <laughs> yeah, us back. Right. No, let's, let's, let's get us back on track. Let's, let's, let's ask you the third question. How do you see that you contribute to the world? That's a great question. Well, I'll revert back a little bit. When I was a firefighter, I've been very, very fortunate to save people's lives. Okay, mm. like most firefighters do. There's not a feeling greater <clears throat> than that. There's really not. Me publishing books, I've got, and, and there's on the website, there's dozens and dozens of testimonials from people. They've said to me, You've saved my life. You've saved my marriage. You've you've helped me do this. You've helped me spend time with my family instead of being at work. That is my contribution to the world. If I can be a part, and as I said to you, I don't look at the people on well on the camera now looking at them. I look at what they're trying to do. If they're a coach or something, then they're coaching people to don't have a steep learning curve because they've gone through the situations. I look at them and I love it. And I probably get one every couple of weeks from people saying, can you just let the author know I've got this book. This has happened. I followed his, his system or his, his advice and it saved me from da, 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 da. I feel very blessed and humbled of being a part of that story because that's what makes me happy. If I if I've had a little percentage of make it changing someone's life, and as this big massive thing over the last three months, four months has happened, people have said to me since this pandemic, like two or three years ago, whatever it was, they want to make an impact on the world. I know I'm making an impact on the world. It might be in you know decimal, tiny, tiny, but I'm making an impact, and that's that's why. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that, and that is the point, you know, we, at the end of the day, we all want to feel we're valuable. And you get an opportunity, yeah. to, you get an opportunity to show you're valuable. And we don't actually have to do big things to be valuable. Even a conversation, no. in a, even a conversation at a bus stop or anything else can change <clears throat> someone's yeah. life. You never yeah. know the impact you have. Yeah. You never know. I wake up every day, every day, Paul. And the first thing, because my granddad said, who am I going to make smile today? Mm, nice i've done it when i've been out now sometimes people look at me and think you're weirdo and i know they do because i'm an energy master i can feel it but there's some of them and i've just looked and it could be you know men women old young whatever and i just look and sometimes i don't say good morning or good afternoon i just look at them and i smile and they sort of go and i know because nobody knows where they are in their life and just one smile can make a difference I'm going to change the subject and move us on. How did you how do you contribute to yourself? How do I? I have a lot of downtime. I've got a great. There's only five of us. I've got a little team, but we're all passionate about each little individual job that we do. <clears throat> Lovely. And I have a lot of downtime because if people look at my website, I go fishing a lot. I go away at least four days every month, and I'm away next weekend. I take my brother away every every month, um, and we go somewhere. Just a little bit of downtime for us. But I I go fishing every other day. Um, that's well. That's what I do. 
I've got an amazing work life. Obviously, I love what I do, but I still have downtime. I live near a beach and I can walk down there. But it's important to take time out for yourself. I, I deal a lot with professionals who are, have burnout. They don't know mm. they're getting it. You know, so it's it's super important that you do take time out for yourself. And that's what I do. My downtime is I'm, I'm quite boring. I'm not. I love country walks. And, you know, I'm, I love meeting people. You know, when I used to, to, to go all over, I mean, I do go all over the world, not so much the last couple of years because I am unvaxxed and proud of it. But that's another story. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I'm a people person. I can talk the ears off of, of anyone. I've built my two very successful businesses because I am a good listener. People might listen to me think they're really talking all the time, but I am. You know, I'll find out what people want and I'll give it to them. And I'm a good listener. Two ears and one mouth. Use it in that order. And, and that's it. <laughs> I know you're a meditator. I know you I know you're looking you're you you're very keen and interested in sorting out your health out. So clearly yeah. you do contribute to yourself, which is which is um, yeah, which is great. Yeah. So my next question is, is that is that kind of launchpad question is what is the one thing you want people to ask of themselves or to ask you? You've already mentioned that it doesn't matter what situations that you're in. Have a vision. Mm. And if you have a vision, if you have a vision and you know how to get to that vision, the vision or goal isn't big enough. A lot of people, they make do. I've got my coaching hat on now. They make do. We, I say I'm not religious. I use the word God because I know people do. I say the universe. God don't make no rejects. No matter where you are, he doesn't. Okay. And that's what I'm saying to people. People say, oh, I want, you know, this and want that. You can have a thousand, a million times bigger than that. But when people, and this is the way we're put together, well, if I can't do it, I don't know how to do it. And one of my, he passed away a couple of months ago, one of my mentors and very, very good friend, Bob Proctor, used to say, lost my train of thought now, he, he used to say about having goals, that if you know how to get there, your goal, if you know how to get there, then it's not big enough. And it's true. Because again, back to the alignment with things, when you want something, if you're serving others or you're adding value to others, your energy level gets to the level that attracts the financials, it attracts the people, it attracts the tools that you need to carry that out. And and, and that's, that's the main thing. When you do something that's on purpose and you're in alignment with things, things just happen. And, and that's it. But it's when we have non-clarity, you know, people say to me, they ask me questions and I go, no, ask questions. Questions are great, you know. But when you're clear about something, as in my system that you've gone through, there is clarity because it's simple. But when people ask you questions, and like I say, they're good, it's because there's a little bit of, it's not quite clear. Mm. And you can change one thing, one word, one action, one whatever, and that's the difference where people go, oh, get it. Yeah, get it now. Because we're all different. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. So, And when yeah. you do have a vision, even a big, small and big vision, as you say, things come your way. Things things turn up to help yeah. you move in that direction. And, and I've seen it, experienced it. I've yeah. seen people. I, I some, of the, some of my friends I know, 
they don't talk about this stuff anymore because it's like you know they just people people say just say it's too embarrassing to say how successful my life is <laughs> I, know. I know and that that's mind-blowing look you just said it things turn up people say i've got friends that say oh, i'm skint again but it'll be okay because things turn up when they truly believe that things turn up things do turn up they just don't realize what they're saying so think of them positive thoughts and obviously it's not just thinking positive thoughts no it takes positive action action as well you do need to move in the direction direction of your desire otherwise it will not happen absolutely so look what is it that you do for your your people and how do they do it and you know tell us more about the publishing process I, as it says on my, on my website, I'm not, I don't just publish, or we don't just publish your books. Yeah, we publish books. That's a small part of it. <clears throat> but I've got a, an amazing uh, mentors that I've had for nearly all my life. And I'm exceptionally good at helping people in any, any industry, whether they, they can, I've got single moms and single dads that stay at home. I've got professional lawyers, accountants, and everything in between, people retired, hobbyists, who have now got hugely successful businesses starting with a book. So we help you, and you've gone on the call. I, I offer a free, but it's not a consultation call. I call it coffee more now because that's what it is. I just no, it's, a, it's a meet Kevin session, and it's well worth it's doing because he's a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so they come on, and I just tell them things, and I, sh- I tell them, how to write a book, yeah. what to put in it. And I go through a whole short process, half an hour or something. And at the end, they're usually blown away and they're like, whoa. And like I said, I don't have to sell because, yes, I've got 15 years of doing this, won money awards and things, and I've got great results, but testimonials, but that's what it's about. So and it's that's how we met time. because Kevin reached out to me and said, you should write a book. And so I, I came and had a conversation with Kevin and like I thought, this guy's got an amazing story. We need to share his story. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that, That's what I do. We publish the publishing processes. We get your book published. And then, like I've already said before, it's not about book sales. It, we, we then use the book, the, all the authority from the book, to start, build, or grow a business. No matter what you know, I've got one guy, quickly, Jason. He was a professional guy, and then his... His, his wife got ill, she got cancer, and she it wasn't great. He spent all his savings spending thousands and thousands and thousands on these courses that didn't work. And he come to me, he said, I've got this amount of money. And I said, you know what? I don't want your money. So I gave him the course from my high-end coaching. I said, you can just have it. He followed it. Anyway, long story short, his first book was How to Grow Potatoes. And I was thinking, oh, what have I done now? He's how to group of papers. He's now written books. He had he went multiple number one in, in the gardening section. This is about seven, eight years ago. Multiple number one. He had 15,000 downloads in a weekend. He's now written 27, 28 books now, like how to grow tomatoes, how to grow stuff in a greenhouse, just stuff. It's his passion, it's his hobby, but it was a side hustle. Now he has a high, high, high six-figure business. Where he's now, his, his wife's okay, so he spends. Quite, he's always out. He's always out at theme parks with his kids and that. And he's got that perfect work life balance. Perfect. And you know that that's so that's our process. We help them put that process in place. 
And of course, there's no guarantee that it will work for you. But, you know, if you don't no, try it, you no. never know. There you go. The system works, but I don't know people's whether they've got, you know, the, 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 the gumption to carry it through or yeah. follow orders even. Yeah. Yeah. But if they, if they do, and there's many, 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 many on my website, if they do, you will get success. But like I said, I never guarantee it. I could, but I don't. No, you shouldn't. Never guarantee. Oh. You, you can never guarantee no. other people's work. No, no, no. <laughs> Not when you've got no control over their, their, their exactly. production. <laughs> Been <Yes>. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how do people get in touch with you? Well, I'm on, I'm on social, uh, people, my mentors give me the name, the Kindle King, but if you, if I'm on Facebook, Kevin Long, but the Kindle King, if you, if you go to um, my website, which is babystepspublishing.com, yep. then everything's on there, all my Facebook Lovely. and people and you contact me. All right. Well, all those links will be available at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. Do check out Kevin, do take up his offer of a free consultation because he is a lovely guy to talk to and uh, it's very funny it's great good so look we move to the last question on this podcast which is the big one what's the uh, meaning of what's the meaning of life kevin for you for me i can answer in what's it three words four words give back mm. yep. give back and give first mm -hmm. give back and give first i put a post on a couple of weeks ago and I said, if you're not successful enough, it's because you've not given enough away. My mentors many years ago used to say, you give your best stuff away and see the difference. But when I had ego back there, I used to think, I'm not going to give your best stuff away. But you know, years and years and years ago, when I did start to give my best stuff away, I manifested even better stuff. So people think, well, I'll get this for nothing. This is great. I want him to coach me. I want him to do this. Yeah. So that that's what I say. Pay it forward, I think they say as well. As yeah, another it one. Is. Pay it, it forward. Yeah, yes. Don't always think if you, we all have Wiffum, Radio Wiffum, what's in it for me. But not everybody, you can still do that. And we all, the first thing we think of, what, what am I going to get out of that? And it doesn't matter how, how, how thoughtful you are and giving you are. We all think that, but you just think less and less and less. But if you, if you provide value first, Again, it's, it's all energy. If you provide the value for somebody first, they will come back to you. Or if they don't, they'll sell friends. Well, oh, someone will. That's the most important thing. When you give out that kind of energy, someone will yeah. come back to you. So, Kevin Long, thank you so much for spending some time with me this morning, this afternoon. Absolutely. It's been a joy to talk to you and explore your story. So thank you so much. And let's stay in touch. Yeah, de definitely, definitely. And like I say, thank you for your listeners. Um, if you want to contact me, uh, let me know that you, they've heard it from your from, from your share of life, passion and business. And uh, we'll work something out. <laughs> All the best. Thank you. And that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my guest, Kevin Long. I had a book conversation with Kevin and it was well before we decided to do the podcast and it was such a great conversation. It was well worth the hour we spent together. Now, at the end of the call, you have all the tools you need to get writing a book. Now, it was not right time for me then, but I tell you, I have to say, I really can see the value of writing a book and there will be a book from Life, Passion and Business coming out in 2023. There it is. I've said it. So even if you have a passing interest in getting something written, do follow it up because Kevin is a great guy and his process makes a lot of sense. 
So you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and on Facebook, and at the website, babystepspublishing.com. Now, all those links will be available at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. Hopefully, you have been following this podcast for a while and have explored the five questions for yourself. But if not, what's stopping you? You know, after hundreds of interviews, I can say with a hand on my heart that having answers to the questions about our passion, a picture of success, an awareness of contribution, thoughts around the one question and a sense of what it all means, that is the path to a good life. Now look, you don't need me to tell you that our world is changing faster than at any other time, certainly any time I can remember. And we must be sure to know who we are and what we want out of this journey because we will not get it unless we choose it. So please give it some thought because, you know, your future depends on it. And if you'd like some help with that process, do check out the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com where you will find the five questions, ebook and worksheets. Now this stuff is packed with exercises to help you on the journey towards self-discovery and it's at the amazing price of just 12 99 so do check that out at the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Now, finally, has this podcast been useful to you? If so, please consider giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing. And of course, sharing it with a friend, because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. And that's it from me until Sunday. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. I so appreciate your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.